Hi everyone, it's Bert from Season Gaming, and welcome back to BitCast 79. Join as usual with our cast, we're finally back together. Got me, Bert, Ains, and Dan back in Kansas City. We are going with BitCast 79, a lot of big news this week. So Death Stranding is coming out, reviews are out. We're going to talk a little bit about BlizzCon, we're not going to get political though. Uh, a lot of other news that we're going to get to, and Dan is going to be reviewing Luigi's Mansion 3 for us. So if you're looking forward to that Luigi's Mansion 3 review, it's right after we talk about what we're playing. So let's kind of get started with BlizzCon. So BlizzCon had, or I should say it happened last week. A lot of big news, a lot of funny news. Um, as I said, we're not going to get political on what it was, but do you guys even want to talk about the lack of an apology that happened from Blizzard this week? I mean, I thought it was kind of a joke. What do you guys think? He cried. Did he cry? I didn't watch the whole thing, to be yeah, honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I watch I, everything I on Diablo. But. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I heard he cried. I don't you know, know, so from the heart. Uh, that's a bunch of nonsense. So <laughs> the funny thing was is he gave his little keynote speech. He talked about how Blizzard failed at a few things. And then literally within the next day or two, he went back to the reason why the player was banned and how there won't be any of that speech allowed. So he kind of like countered his entire apology, but oh, did he? kind of lame. Um, yeah, so let's let's actually forget about that now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, we mentioned we're not gonna get we're not gonna get too political here, but I've seen better apologies at a funeral. So um, well, I think anyways, I, I let's think the long and the short of it is all almost all gamers agree that BlizzCon effed up here, sure, and they had a responsibility to do something about it, and it doesn't feel like they've done that. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Blizzard, Activision in general these days. A lot of fails going on from that company in general. Uh, there's some big things that we're going to talk about that have happened in a good way for them. But um, let's talk about the things that excited you most about BlizzCon. So Diablo 4, I guess the worst kept secret in gaming at Blizzard these days. We knew it was kind of in development. We didn't know what it was going to look like. But we got a lot of footage uh, from BlizzCon. We got, first of all, a really nice cinematic trailer that's actually pretty long. We got some awesome gameplay um, that was shown at BlizzCon. So if you haven't seen that, take a look at um, uh, YouTube to see what was there. We also posted a story on it as well at SeasonGaming.com, and you'll see the footage from the trailers there. But I'm going to turn it over to you guys. You guys are a lot bigger of Diablo fans than I am. I definitely respect what it is. And let's talk about what you guys are most excited for. What did you love? What did you hate? What are you looking forward to the most from it? Diablo is my jam. Yeah, man. Like, I go back, Diablo 1... Staying up late nights when I was a youngin, um, just just playing nonstop. Diablo 2 was a game changer for the industry, and Diablo 3 was an absolute mess at launch, but has turned into one of the greatest, if not the greatest, action role-playing games of all time. Um, I am beyond excited for Diablo 4. Uh, I am very thankful that it's coming to Xbox and PlayStation day That's and day awesome. with PC, uh, because I, I was getting prepared to have to build a new PC, because I would have done it just for that game. Um... It looks fantastic. Really love the art style. Um, it just looks like a new upgraded version of Diablo 3. But what interested me the most is that they said a couple things about their lineage. One, they're going back to the dark roots. It's going to be bloody, gory, and, and dark. Um, a lot of hellscapes and whatnot, which is more like Diablo 1 was originally. Uh, they said they're going to from take the best parts of Diablo 2, loot hunt, monster uh, skill building which Diablo 2 still played today. Game is, I don't know how old now, 15, 20 years? They're remastering that one too, right? Is that S supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, they said they're going to really focus on kind of having the action and fluidity of Diablo 3. So, I mean, in re reality, what they're saying is they're taking the best parts of all the Diablos, which would just make, like, almost a dream game for me, really. Yeah. Uh, now, whether or not they deliver, that's a whole other thing. They did say that even though it's playable in the show floor, it's a very small slice of the game, and the game is not coming anytime soon. Yeah. Um, which, to me, is actually promising, because I don't need it anytime soon. I and I would like to does. be on yeah, and I would like to be on Scarlet and or PS5 before it comes out, so yeah. that it's optimized uh, for those consoles. So, super super excited. This this immediately went up to one of my top anticipated with Cyberpunk, Last of Us, and Halo. Um, those are probably the top four for me. Uh, so I I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm basically in the same boat, man. Um, I I loved all the Diablo games. Um, I hope this is this is going to be cross platform cross play. It'd be nice. You know, it would I mean, be I, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, it'd be because I'd like to really try it out on the uh, PC and you know also the Xbox because you know me and buying. So you want cross progression? And yeah, yeah, cross progression would be great. But even cross play, you know, being able to you know jump on my PC, play with you on the Xbox. Yeah, you know that's what we want. You know, and I, I would think that that's kind of where they're going. You know, the industry is anyway. Hopefully, Blizzard doesn't hold back um, and. You know, screw something else up. Um, it looked like a little bit more open world too. You know, they kind of mentioned a little bit of like some more open world uh, dynamics. I think I read, and you know, it just looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited and super ready for Diablo Four. Can't wait. I just hope they take all cool. the lessons learned from Diablo Three over the years. You know, keep oh, yeah. that loot system, the the, the uh, building, the gear sets. You know, just they better have that on day one. Don't release a shell of the game and then have to work on it for two years again yep yeah and as, as you guys said we have no idea on a release date other than the fact that it's going to be a while um which is interesting here because um they did come out and say that it was coming out for uh, pc playstation 4 and xbox one and as you mentioned it's might cross generations between both consoles and we'll see what that looks like but i i have a feeling the best place to play that's going to be on the next gen consoles and this is just going to appease people that have not upgraded to the next generation yeah. so that, sh that could be pretty cool and two um Ains, that, sorry go ahead sorry i just wanted to say one more point is that um uh, you know, for those who have played on both PC and console, they found a way, however they did it, to optimize for console brilliantly. Yeah, it I really mean, works. It literally plays. I personally prefer it on console over um, PC. Now, that'll probably piss some people off, but the fact is that you'll be able to play it really well wherever you play. Um, and it's hilarious to me that we were talking about their lack of apology you knew they had to open with Diablo 4. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to win people over. Yeah, and no, and nobody, yeah. They, as soon as they came out, I didn't hear a damn thing. Now everyone's like, wait, whoa, like, oh, where's Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah, oh, what, What's what, Hong Kong? Yeah, what? China, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, I, I, mean, I kind of said that you know, before, and it, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I've never really gotten into much, like Bert said, political. So it, it's, it's, I was looking forward to the games, um, and this one was definitely number one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one thing that'll be interesting is I bet you next generation, the keyboard and mouse support on home consoles is going to be a lot easier done than what yeah, has kind of yeah. happened at the end of this current generation. So even if you prefer the keyboard and mouse, you're probably going to be able to play it all over the place anyway. So 
good news for that. So that's something that's far into the future. I think something that's closer, and I'm just taking a stab here, is Overwatch 2. So it, it's kind of funny. They did the same thing. They showed a cinematic trailer, and then there's been tons of gameplay footage that has come out for it already. And um, we kind of have an idea of what it looks like. Ains and I were kind of joking. I think, Dan, you're part of the joke, too. So excuse me if I, nice. I can't remember if you commented on it. But <laughs> it looks more like an expansion <laughs> to Overwatch 1. It doesn't really look like a new game other than the fact that there seems to be more single player not pvp content that you can play together go on missions there's more of a story involved this time versus just the multiplayer aspect um some of the characters have seen a bit of an overhaul in their look um and some of them look exactly the same as they did in overwatch one so um i'm not really sure how to take this one is this more of like a new season kind of like the battle royale games do or is it a full overboard new game and it is being titled as a full new game not a uh, expansion or anything along those lines but if you are an overwatch fan and you are used to that this should be very familiar to you and what you're expecting but it did get a rounding uh, a, a round of applause that was you know pretty big but i think a lot of people saw this coming and more than anything i think people were thinking an expansion was coming but we're getting a whole part two here yeah so they can charge more money yeah i mean that's, <laughs> that's basically what this boils down to blizzard and activision um here, here's the thing you know I was actually looking forward to when Overwatch came out, uh, playing it. I really thought there would be some single-player content um, because of the trailers that they released. And this actually appeals to me a little bit more. I'm not a huge multiplayer guy, but um, I really do, you know, I really hope they do some, you know, at least some PvE, you know, maybe some co-op stuff, you know, that's not, you know, so PV, so much PvP. Um I did like the game. I like how it played. Um, uh, I mained Reaper for about two weeks before I decided I can't do this anymore because I stink. Um, but yeah, it seems like kind of a, I don't know, cop out a little bit. You know, it, it does. It looks like an expansion, really. Um, it doesn't really look like a full blown, you know, game. You know, they added, what, one character, I think, to the next. You know, well, come on now, guys. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I'll buy it because I do stuff. <laughs> I don't know why they just didn't, to Bert, I think Bert said it, I don't know why they just didn't do season two. Yeah. And then just it's make true. it, or even if you're not going to do it for free, do it like Siege does, where right. it's just like you could have paid nineteen ninety nine or something to upgrade to season two and get the characters and missions or whatever. That's not enough money. Not <laughs> yeah, enough the fact money. that they yeah. have to do a whole new release, um, which, I mean, compared to some of these other games, almost has less content than the season twos or expansions for other games, seems really odd to me. I don't, this is an odd choice. It's it's an Activision choice. It's an Activision it's, choice, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's an interesting thing too because if you if you think back to before Overwatch released, um, the game was an entirely different game. It wasn't this multiplayer thing that it is today. So I wonder if they kind of went back to the story and stuff that they initially had in that original game, and now are adding that into part two um, to add more of like context into what's happening. I will say that the animation shorts that they had for each character were simply amazing. Yeah, some of awesome. the best animation I've ever seen. And um, they have kind of given context to each character. You have a backstory. You have why they're doing what they're doing. But this seems to kind of expand a little bit more on it. So um, also no release date on Overwatch 2, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I have a feeling it's going to be coming here in the near future, maybe even 2020. Um, Overwatch is still a very popular game multiplayer-wise. So um, I have a feeling that people will be very excited for this one, and they will clamor towards it and buy everything for that again. 
Um, I'm probably going to slow down on that one. I loved Overwatch at the beginning, but there's just so much multiplayer to play that unless they're not, unless they're bringing something new to the table um, that is completely revolutionary with Overwatch, I'm just going to be like, cool, you know, I'll pick it up down the road if we end up playing it multiplayer-wise. But I'm not a pre-order must-play day one type excitement for this game. Uh, so. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'll buy it. <laughs> All right, let's move over to our next story, guys. So, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, what can we say about this game? We um, did review the single-player uh, uh, portion of the game. My multiplayer review will be up this week. Um, I'm, I guess, probably the biggest Call of Duty fan of the three of us. So, um, I've also probably played the most, if not Ains. You've gotten pretty close to how many hours I've played in multiplayer. But uh, we wanted to one? play the most out of it. Yeah, the yeah, new I've one. Yeah, the new bit. one. Um, I think we're very fairly close on level-wise, if not within five to ten levels. Yeah. But um, we wanted to play all the modes. We wanted to get plenty of action in there, see the glitches, see the positives. But the big news on this is they have just destroyed sales records. And I'm going to actually read my notes off here just so I can be exact on this and not take guesses here. But it is the top-selling new premium game release of 2019 with more than $600 million on that one. So just to kind of give you a heads up, that is a... Go ahead. Sorry, Bert. I didn't want to interrupt you, but that's in three days. That was the launch weekend. Gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of disgusting <laughs> um, as to where we are in, in sales, so that's crazy. Um, the biggest uh, biggest selling digital opening in Activision history, so if you just think about the games that Activision has under its umbrella, pretty big deal. Um, it set the PS4 record with the highest digital sales in its first three days. So once again, another huge record there. PlayStation has sells tons of units of games, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, sold more units in the first three days than any other Call of Duty three-day opening in this console generation. So another massive uh, record there. And lastly, it's the biggest <coughs> Call of Duty PC launch ever. So uh, if you have a little bit of context, Call of Duty hasn't really been the biggest PC uh, I guess shooter around last generation, or I should say last game, which was uh, Black Ops, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they really try to get more into the PC space. This one, they are obviously big into the PC space, and they have done really, really well there. So, big numbers from Call of Duty. It's only going to get you know bigger and bigger. Um, we've played a ton. You guys want to talk anything about the sales records broken here? Pretty big deal. No, nah, they crushed it. Uh, we kind of expected it, right? I mean, there's a lot of. You had a lot of the old school guys that were pulled back in because of Modern Warfare Reboot. And uh, based on Dan's campaign review, and I know, Bert, you finished it too. You both said uh, it was excellent. So um, yep. yeah, I don't blame anyone. Um, you know, multiplayer has been a little controversial, but I think I think there may be a vocal minority kind of aspect there as well. I think most people are really enjoying it. So, no, it's, it's a fantastic game. As you kind of mentioned, it's got a few bugs here and there, but for the most part, it's... Um, it's excellent and um you know they'll keep the nice thing about call of duty is they'll keep working on it and they'll do so quickly they've already had like three or four updates since launch and they got a big one coming i think next week they said so uh it's gonna be a fun game to play for a while yeah i mean i i'm not a multiplayer guy so i, I jumped in with you guys the other night <clears throat> and, and you did fine i did okay you know <laughs> i mean for for not playing it for i don't know how long and then you know you know, once you got once you get your bills going, you know you can actually do yeah. something. That's the um, only thing I don't like about Call of Duty's progression system is if you jump in even like a day or two late, those people who are level 30, 40, yeah. 50 or more, they have a distinct advantage over you. Well, I mean, starting. you could just use the seven twenty five and just you know <laughs> sit there and shoot people across the map. Um, aside from that aspect, which you know, I mean, I think a good fifty percent of my deaths came from that stupid shotgun. Um, <laughs> 
I liked it. I really <laughs> it kind of harkened back to the old days of you know modern warfare. Yeah. You know, and and you know I'm not surprised by the sales um, with the single player campaign that makes a huge difference. I think to a lot of people. A lot of people probably bought it. You know, you know just because of that that skipped out on Black Ops. Yep. Um, that you know I bought Black Ops just because my kids wanted it, but and I game share, but normally I wouldn't buy something like that. But I usually do buy the Call of Duties just for the campaign. But I'm super happy that the uh, multiplayer is actually really well done. Mm-hmm. You know, I've really been enjoying it. It would be funny to see if uh, we were yeah. talking about Diablo 4 being a monster. It would be funny to see if Diablo 4 breaks this uh, Activision digital opening. Oh, gosh, that's going to be tough, man. Because be it really is tough. all three platforms. That will be really tough, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Let's yeah. take, that'll be tough. I think there's... Say, ahead. let's take bets. I'm going to say no. All right, I'm saying yes. All right. I'm going to say no way. Oh, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. He, he put yeah. the way on top of the way. <laughs> no way on that down. one. No way. <laughs> no chance. Yep. Just so, um, yeah, so I, to, some of the, to some of the stuff Dan has said, I, I will be touching on the multiplayer stuff. It's not perfect. I would say it's not even one of the better launching Modern Warfare, or I should say Call of Duty uh, multiplayer launches in a while. Yeah. But it does have a lot of positives. It depends on what kind of, kind of a Call of Duty player you are. There is some really good stuff for the people that have been looking for something fresh from Call of Duty. If you're looking for the same run-and-gun um, behavior in Call of Duty, you are probably not going to be as happy as some of the people that have been looking for something fresh like some of us. So, anyways, I will touch on that. That review will be out this week if you're looking for the multiplayer review uh, from me. So that's um, right around the corner. Um, let's talk about Call of Duty's, I guess you could say, biggest competitor. We always talk how uh, you know Call of Duty and Battlefield are not direct competitors because they both kind of give you a different experience. At the same time, you know, if they were to release in the same year, you could actually get a ton out of Battlefield because of the way you play that game, and you could still play a ton of Call of Duty and get something different from each one of them. So while they are not, um, in our opinion, direct competitors, they kind of are. They have to be because they're the biggest shooters, and military shooters are what they are. But we did get some interesting news from an investor call, um, and this is usually what happens with EA. They kind of talk about what's happening, and that's how we found out about the Need for Speed leak. Um, that's how we found out about other games coming down the pipe. But we're not going to be seeing another Battlefield until potentially 2021. So to give you an idea, um, Battlefield um, that just came out, um, was it? God, I'm thinking already. Battlefield Five yep. is that where last we're year? Yeah, last one. Yeah, uh, Battlefield Five. God, I'm I'm losing it here. Came out last year, but they recently released a trailer for Year Two. So the content that they're bringing for Year Two. So what you're seeing, Battlefield Five Year Two, is not a new game. It's just the content that they're bringing from a multiplayer perspective in 2019. That means we're not going to get one in 2020. So we're not going to see a new Battlefield for potentially two and a half, three years, which is kind of crazy to Good. think about, um, yeah. considering. Yeah, and as we've talked about before, they they need to kind of redo what's happened. I think even when we saw a lot of the stuff for Battlefield Five, we we're like, man, this just doesn't look as good as some of the other ones. Um, but a lot of rumors as to what that is the ba- the bad company rumor has been going on for a long time. Um, we are going to see it next generation, so obviously it's going to be looking beautiful. Um, but what do you guys think here? I mean, this is kind of a big deal. Um, you guys have I think you guys talked about this when I was uh, away. But uh, you guys even called it that there would probably not be a battlefield, or they should at least shelve it, redo it, get something fresh in there for us. Yeah, I think that's what we said, right? Yeah, we we said it's basically. Kind of funny, they said it like the day after we recorded. Right. Yeah, we recorded. And said, well, they we should probably just wait. Get. It I right. mean, they are big listeners. We talk about that. Yeah, we we know. I mean, you know, shout out to the battlefield devs, to EA investors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Send some of that money this way, <laughs> EA investors. <laughs> anyway, um, 
<laughs> you, know, you know what? That's fine, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, there will be plenty of games to play. Um, I do prefer Battlefield's multiplayer to Call of Duty's. Um, I just think it's a little bit more, I don't know, tighter and more realistic. Um, not as arcadey. Um, so I've always enjoyed that more. I've always Shots seen fired. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Call of Duty. <laughs> um, um, not that I don't like you. I do. I really do. Kind of. Um, but uh, it's just always been more of a, you know, I like the big battles. I like the the, the ground war, whatever they call it. I don't know if ever, or is that the Conquest. Call of Duty one? Conquest, that's right. Yeah, yep. I mean, because you, know, you can die a thousand times and still just keep coming back. And, well, and you, know. you can play a role even without kill right. death. Exactly. Yep, that's medic right here. <laughs> I've got the... Calling Nurse Rodriguez. That's right. I've got the control freak to say <laughs> medic on him. I launch that thing up every time. Oh my I'm, God. Anyway, it, it's, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm fine with this. You know, it's going to look gorgeous, like uh, Bird said. Should be on the new consoles. Um, another two years, sure. You know, just do it right this time as opposed to you know just kind of throwing something together and you know i'd like them to go back to maybe more modern setting too you know just to see how it is i, I want bad company three more than anything um, oh sure yeah. and, and, and dude do bad company three and make it take place in vietnam i would be in dream like that's my dream scenario for battlefield my favorite era for the uh weaponry and just the, the maps that can be done in the jungles um yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. I, I was very glad to hear this after we said this is what they need to do. It's exactly what they're doing. To your point, I just hope they do it right. The thing that Bert and I always complain about almost the most out of every battlefield is the damn UI. The UI is atrocious. Mm -hmm. The menu system, oh, just everything to do with it is horrible. Um, just, yeah, an overhaul. Start yeah. fresh. Clean slate. So. Yep, blow it up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good yeah, uh, comment for it. Blow it up. Yep. The funny thing is, if you think about it, there will be three Call of Duty releases um, by the time the next Battlefield comes out. Yeah. Wow. So um, there'll be this year, next year, and then the third one when it's supposed to come out. We don't even have an official date. It's more than likely going to come out in November 2021. Is usually October, November is when it'll come out. But um, we'll see what it is. It's going to have to do something good to get a lot of people back. Nothing too bad against Battlefield Five. I did enjoy it. I just, I, as you guys said, it kind of lacks something. It lacks a soul. It lacks an identity that is missing um, in Battlefield that we've loved in the past. So, just do something well for us, Dice. We we really want to play your game. It's just not where it should be. So, uh, kind of unfortunate there. So let's uh, speaking of unfortunate, <laughs> let's uh, let let's uh, let's talk about Death Stranding. So. Where are we with Death Stranding? So the game releases uh, this Friday. Um, the reviews uh, have have kind of come in last week. It's currently sitting at an 85. It did initially come out 84. I think it even dropped to an 83 at one point, but jumped right back up to an 84. We're seeing some bomb reviews on purpose, probably trying to trash the game. And then we've seen some over-the-top reviews given the game a perfect score which is really odd considering some of the reviews criticize the game pretty hardly yet still give it a perfect score but um so let's talk really quick about um the controversy um all over the place reviews here we're seeing uh, playstation only sites just giving it just crazy things um we are going to be reviewing it that's going to be coming from dan rally rodriguez um i don't think ains and i are as excited for it as as he is, and we wouldn't be able to give it a fair score, a fair shot in general, because we probably wouldn't get to the end is of the it. word I'd use. Uh, but yeah, we'll resigned. <laughs> yeah, everybody else yeah. canceled their orders. That's what happened, guys. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, 
Yeah, so really quick, and I'll, I'll hand it to you guys in just a second. We are not going to be talking about our review, because obviously we haven't played it yet. We did not get a um, review code um, from Mr. Kojima himself, the uh -huh. legend, the myth, the god, the one who does everything with his games, um, Kojima. But we will review that. I guess we will talk about that when we finish playing it. Um, but let's talk about the controversy. What do you guys want to start with first of this? And this is kind of a tricky one. I heard Redis is on his way to deliver it right now, but yes. the code's delayed. He ran out of letters. <laughs> so yeah. He's trying to balance himself. Oh, my yep. God. So I actually heard someone call this an easier version of Quop earlier today. Do you know what Quop is? I don't even know what Quop is. It sounds fake. Quop was a, a PC browser game where you had to make a guy run with these keys, right? But he all his limbs flailed, and it was really, really hard to get him to move properly. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Um... So I have quite a bit to say here, so feel free to interrupt me as I'm going. Um, oh, no. I've listened, I've read, like, countless reviews. I've listened to multiple podcasts specifically about this game now. Um, kind of followed every bit of it. As Bert said, I haven't played it, so we're not talking about our review. But what concerns me here is kind of what we expected, is that it's going to show that reviews on a large scale can't really be trusted. There's several of these reviews out there that, from either PlayStation sites or PlayStation leaning sites, that uh, called this game, what did we see? A slog, not fun, boring, empty, um, nonsensical, bloated, and yet they would still get 9.5s and 10s. That's not being critical. You're not taking a critical approach to the game if you're calling it that. And then, of course, as Bert said, you get the people who have rated it twos just to, you know, just to rate it a two. Yeah. Um, so there's no common sense here. But if you look at the major sites, I went through and I looked at the major sites, the ones who I actually take seriously. And I know people give IGN shit, but the guy who at IGN who reviewed it played it for over 60 hours, did a really solid review on it. He gave it a 6.8. Um, GI, I think, gave it a 7. Um, so it seems to be, there's a couple others that are in the 6 to 7, 7.5 range that I, from people I respect. And so um, the more I've listened about this game, though, for me personally, it's just not even in the ballpark. I don't think I'll ever touch this game. Um, in fact, the funniest comment I heard today was from Brian Altano, who's a PlayStation guy at IGN. He's on Beyond, and he called it a bloated, nonsensical indie game on a AAA budget. Oof. And so I just, I don't know, I just, I think this harkens back. I, I have a tendency to remember things that stand out in my mind, and it was like a year ago that you, Dan, mentioned, we're going to truly find out what Kojima's game development skill is, right? Yeah. right? Because he's got his own budget, his own studio, his own vision. There's nothing interrupting him from making whatever game he wants. Mm -hmm. That's what we got, and from all accounts, it's not a very good game. Um, now, people are calling it art. That's a whole debate we could have. People are calling it an experience. Um, but from a gameplay perspective, it really sounds like it's not very good. And um, I think that harkens back to some of the things we've said about Kojima, which are he really feels like he wants to make almost a movie. Like he wants to be a movie creator. Mm -hmm. um, supposedly it's very cutscene heavy in the beginning and the end. The cutscene after the credits is almost two hours long. Um, and so it just seems really, really odd. And I, I, I continue to preach that Kojima's game creation skills are overhyped. 
And I'm not saying I'm right or patting myself on the back. It's just there's nothing from a game creation standpoint for Kojima that I think um, deserves the praise that he gets. And that's about a quarter of what I wanted to say, but I've already <laughs> been going for like two minutes, so I'll just stop now and let you let you comment. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Um, so I haven't read a whole bunch of the reviews. I've kind of just seen kind of the, you know, I'm trying to keep my mind as open as possible, only because you know, I have seen the scores, and I've seen the blurbs on Metacritic. I've seen the, you know, like you said, it's not necessarily fun, but more of, you know, it's still an amazing game. And that could happen. I'm not sure it could happen in a 60-hour time span. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, like I said, I want to keep an open mind. I'm going to try to, you know, give it my best. Um, I'm going to try to push through and, you know, make it. You know, and I might love the game. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, but I think I saw somebody yep. uh, said, you know, The Joker, you know, was a two-hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, you know, it wasn't fun, but... If it were 60 hours, it would be almost unbearable. So, so I wanted to comment on that because the people calling it art, right? Right. So you think of art. <laughs> Whether If you're looking at a painting, it's easy to digest, right? Sure. If you listen to music or a song or even an album, right. you do that in an hour. Sure. Classic album. To your point, movie, going to be max three hours. Right. You can digest that. And the player has, or the, the person has no role in experiencing that. A right. video game's completely different. And I'm not saying video games can't be art, but when you have to, to your point, 50, 60, 70 hours, and you're the one doing it, that's a slog. I mean, that's just, you know. The other thing is um, they said there's cutscenes for everything. So there's a cutscene when you go to the bathroom. There's a cutscene when you take a shower. There's a cutscene when you do this, do that, do that. And you can skip them, but they said that there's meaningful moments that... Well, tie cutscene to cutscene. Yeah. No, like they they go back to back. So oh. if you skip it, it skips all of them, oh, and geez. you may miss the meaningful moments. So it it just there's a lot that just sounds really odd. I would highly suggest people listen um, to some of these podcasts. I, in fact, uh, um, IGN Beyond did a 50 minute four person discussion on it, um, mm-hmm. which I actually listened to twice for whatever yeah. reason. Um, but it's um, it just gives you a lot of insight on the game from people who have. 20, 30, 50, 60 hours into it. Man, it's like half the time of the last cutscene, yep. apparently. So. <laughs> yeah, and to, to you guys' comments about Kojima and movies, he funny enough, there's a documentary that's being filmed with him, and he actually mentioned that Kojima Productions will do more than video games. They'll be doing movies as well. And maybe that's where, you know, from a designer where he's not being led by a studio or a publisher, that maybe he should do movies um, instead of game design. I'd be interested uh, knows, to see that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually had said, I think it was in Metal Gear uh, 4, that I said, man, he, he'd be a lot better at game uh, making movies than he would at games. Because some of those times, I mean, some of the cutscenes in Metal Gear 4. It was brilliant. I would log into play for an hour, and I'd be like, uh, okay, I just watched the cutscene the whole time. I, I have progressed on the story, but I didn't play anything. So it was kind of a strange experience for me. I was with you. Um, and then I think the end of Metal Gear 4... I think the cutscene was 45 it minutes was. to an hour. Because um, I, I sat there and, and I was, was like, what is going... It never ended. But, to your point, yeah. Bert, like some of the cutscenes near the end of that game at the final mission, they were so oh, brilliantly choreographed. Um, yep. They were really yep. well done. I, I loved it. But I'm like, at this point, I'm just watching. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, speaking of entertainment, um, we're going to be <laughs> moving on to... Something that actually blew our minds this week, yes. um, this past mm-hmm. week, I should say, and that is uh, Witcher 
on Netflix. Let's go. Coming December 20th. I'm going to let you guys talk about this one for a second because it was absolutely epic. You guys loved it as much as I did. Yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I'm, I'm done talking about it. When I, when I actually heard him talk for the first time, mm. I was like, nice. You know, he's got that a little bit of an accent, which you don't really hear too much in the game. But, you know, this is also based more on the, the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. so it's, I, I don't care. I love anything Witcher. Just inject it into my veins. Um, I don't like Henry Cavill, like, a whole lot. But it looks like he's going to do well in this well, role. We're going to talk about your actor likes and dislikes Listen, at another time. His Superman was terrible. But he's a nice guy. And, you know, I liked him in uh, Mission Impossible. He was all right. You know? <laughs> You know, when he played, like, the kind of the big, dumb agent guy. But, um, you know what? It's it's The Witcher, man. I just want to see it. I want to watch it over and over and over again. I wish it came out earlier. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's going to be binged. Yes. 100%. I, I said on Twitter that this may be the first series ever for me that I watch in one day. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to sit down and watch it. Are, are the episodes an hour long? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. I would, I would presume so. Um, but man, it looks good. Oh, it looks awesome. It looks so good. Uh, Siri looks awesome. Jennifer looks awesome. Um, it just looks to be a big budget, highly cinematic series. Jennifer? Jennifer? Jennifer. Yeah, why did I say Jennifer? What the I don't, I'm, heck, I don't man. even know what The Witcher is. You know, what we, we were talking, talking about? about my Henry Cavill, you know, <laughs> approval. You know, you're, you gotta, jeez. Uh, I screwed it up. Yeah, anyway, over. looks fantastic. Get that out. December 20th, and um, I don't know, Bert, what do you think? So I was blown away from it. Um, one thing to keep in mind, if people are not in the know, um, this is not taking place during Witcher 3. So most people, from a console perspective, didn't really experience Witcher 2, obviously didn't experience Witcher 1, that those were more of PC games, and then Witcher 3 came and just blew people's mind away from a console space perspective. So this story has taken place more in line with the books. Um, I think, Ains, you were trying to tell me a little bit as well that, you know, if you're trying to read the books, that they go in a specific order and you do want to look at that before buying the books. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, it's really weird because they have the books numbered and, I, and there's one through, I want to say, it's either six or eight. Um, but there's two books before number one. Um, they're actually short stories that introduce all the main characters, so you don't want to miss them. The very first book you want to start with is The Last Wish, and then um, there's a second book before one, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. But if you look it up online, Google it, you'll find it. Mm. Yep. So um, it seems to be pretty loyal to the series, and it looks like it's high production value, so I'm really excited about that. When some of the stories were initially coming out about it, we hadn't seen any, you know, Cavill and um, makeup for, um, you know, Geralt or anything like that. I was kind of like, oh, man, I hope they don't mess this up. That's something that they could really mess up. But it seems like they have done really well with this. And I, I hope it really is good. Um, if it is, we might get multiple seasons of Witcher, and that just brings the eggplant up. So, <laughs> um, well, well, we will see. We will see if that happens. But as we've said a few times now, coming in December... Um, should be super exciting. Like I said, I hope it's successful because I really want to see more of it. So, um, okay. So another one we're just going to touch on really quick here. Um, another departure from uh, Sony Studios here. So the senior director um, of second party software has left Sony. So we don't really know what this means yet, but there has been a lot of just departures happening at Sony in the last, I don't know what you guys want to say, like six months, six to eight months. 
not really sure what it means. I was kind of speculating just, I guess, on um, my HR background. <laughs> and it could be something to do with, you know, sometimes people are brought in for a specific project, a specific generation. PlayStation 4 has been extremely successful this generation. And maybe they have come in, done their job, and moving on to something else. But we don't really know um, what's going on. This seems like in video game history, we'll hear more about in the future as to what may or maybe didn't happen at Sony. But, you know, it's too easy, or should say it's too early to speculate what this means. But it's just something noteworthy that we did want to mention. Yeah, it's just, that's all it is. You, you, you nailed it. It's kind of noteworthy. Um, it, it is kind of weird to see so many key players from uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment kind of leaving um, with PlayStation 5 just about to ramp up. I mean, you figure we're going to see the full PS5 reveal in the next anywhere from three to five months, probably. Yeah. So to see, um, obviously, Sean Layden's the big one. Uh, but since, uh, you know, they've consolidated under Jim Ryan, who's not a very popular guy, uh, at least externally, um, it's kind of weird to see some of these other major executives leaving. I mean, this is another guy who's been around for many years at Sony and again left without really saying any reason why leaving. It's just like it's been a fun ride at PlayStation, which we've seen from each of these. But no one's saying where they're going or that it was planned or that, you know, they got a, a role somewhere else, um, which it, it just raises red flags. I mean, as you said, Bert, you're in HR. We're in the corporate world. We know what this looks like at a high level. And it, it, it just there's something fishy about it. Yep. Yeah. So, which is strange, because if you kind of do, do, do some contrast there, you know, Microsoft is increasing staff in their first-party studios, with the exception of Mikey Barra, who has left. Um, but, there but, really hasn't been any... But sorry, I was Go going to say, but with Mike, you know, he said, I'm leaving Microsoft, thank you, everyone, I'm going over to... You know, he said, I'm announcing where I'm going. Yep. He said, he's at Blizzard now. Obviously, that was a planned move. You know, like, that, yep. that wasn't like Microsoft kicked him to the curb. I mean, this could be... Exactly, well yeah. Too. You know, but I don't understand why... If they were so successful, you know, and they were with the, uh, yeah. which we'll talk about in a second, but it, you know, it's why would you get rid of these guys, or why would these guys leave, you know, in in basically the height of where you know this this. The rumor know. is that internal power struggle, but that's rumor. Yeah. Stupid. That's it happens though. Yeah, I, I mean know. it happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it usually happens with leadership. You know, with there being a new person, a lot of times when there's a new CEO, a new senior somebody, they usually clean house and add their own people in there and go maybe a different direction um, than you know the people that were there before. Um, this could be 100% it. We don't really know. Um, like I said, uh, there's it's too early to tell. We're at the end of the PlayStation 4's life, um, which will kind of segue us into our next story. But um, too early to tell. We don't really know anything. Um, there's been a few lists that have been put together of like, these are all the people that have left in the last, you know, 12 months. What does it mean? But, um, you know, too early to tell. Let's talk some numbers really quick here fiscally. Um, so, you know, Sony's last year that has happened, there really hasn't been any big first party uh, titles that have come out. Um, so this is really kind of weird when it comes to fiscal results. And I'm going to turn it over to Ains in just a second, but they have not been as good as they have been in the past. Once again, we know we're at the end of the generation, so we're not expecting to see just stellar numbers from Microsoft or Sony, but Microsoft's actually doing pretty well at the moment. Ains, let me let you speak about this a little bit more than I am so I don't sound like an absolute asshat. <laughs> That's going to be hard to do. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just touch on this. So it, it, how we phrased it on our site is that this is just signifying the end of the generation, right? We're on the wind down at this point. 
And you got to keep in mind that um, the biggest kind of Sony first party release in the past several months have been Concrete Genie, which really wasn't a big release. Yeah. Um, so if you look at their fiscal results, you know, some key ones like their operating profit down 28% year over year, gaming revenue down 17% year over year, that's big. Um, and total software revenue down 19% year over year. So pretty steep drop off for PlayStation. Um, as we said, they've been hugely successful the past several years. So this, I mean, they're still making tons of money here, but um, it, it just goes to show that without any major first party titles, there's really nothing else driving revenue. Um, whereas if you look at Xbox, Game Pass has been a, a boon for their uh, gaming revenue and software and services. PlayStation doesn't have something like that. Even with the price cut on PlayStation Now, they only gained a few hundred thousand subscribers. It, it didn't really drive as much as we expected it to, or as, as some, you know, we speculated it it might. I thought um, Microsoft's gaming revenue was down this fiscal quarter too, wasn't it? So gaming revenue, right? Gaming revenue. But okay. then they separate out software and services, okay. and software and services continues to grow. No, that's good. So it's it's kind of interesting. It all depends how you cut the numbers, right? right. Um, but yeah, I just think. Um, we're at the end of the generation, and I think it's clear, at least to me, guessing that we are going to see PlayStation Now be changed pretty abruptly to try and match Game Pass uh, with PlayStation 5. I think yeah. it's got to happen for Sony. Um, so that's what I would be counting on. I don't see them putting their first-party games day and date. Really? The, I, I, just, I just can't see it from them. Not yet. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know, um but I know for I, a I'm fact, just going to say, I hope you're wrong. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong, too, because I would 100% <laughs> sign up for PlayStation now if that Me were too. the case. 100%. It wouldn't even, I wouldn't even hesitate. Um, but this is, you know, like you said, end of a generation, you know, stuff's going to happen. You know, it'll probably go back up a little bit now that, you know, because uh, this, this is probably before the the price cut, right? The PlayStation now, or at the very end of it, very right? end of it. But, yeah. but we did get numbers saying that, you know, previously as of March, they said they were at 700,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. They announced just last week, they've hit a million. So, I mean, that's not, that's not the big boon that they were no, no, hoping no. for, especially you got to remember they cut the price in half. Right. So those 300,000 new people plus the 700,000 already subscribed, they're right. now paying half. Yeah. So technically you've lost revenue. And that sucks for them. <laughs> which, I'm, I'm which, pretty sure, you which know, gets even crazier. Yeah. Go ahead, Bart. Yeah, it gets even it gets even crazier when you consider how many PlayStations are out in the wild. Exactly. So, yeah, you've only um, you've got yeah, almost you, well, you've got less than one percent. Yep. Because they're at 102 yeah. million now. Which congratulations, by the way, That's to nice. Sony. They're the now PS4 is the second best selling console of all time past the week. Crazy. So. And it's gonna get up yep. higher because Black Friday is coming, and I've already Last seen some of those two. deals. Yep, it's going to be yeah. outstanding yep. this year. But not not to get us yep. too off topic, but it just goes to show you how ridiculous the PS2 was. Because yeah. the PS2 is still 56 million consoles ahead of uh, the PS4. Yep. Gross. Nuts. Yeah, I think um, different time for sure. I think the PlayStation 2 was going around. There's, I, th I think there's still people playing PlayStation 2 in certain parts of the world because of... Uh, because uh, of the way the areas are, <laughs> you know, it's harder to get PlayStation 4s. And I always crack up at what other countries pay for their consoles. I was reading not too long ago in Brazil to own just a base PlayStation 4 console. You know, it's almost $900 for crazy. just that console. So it's just it's just crazy the way it is around the world. But um, I'm sure the PlayStation 4 has a long life ahead of it. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, when that happens. But let's move over to what we're actually playing. So we've 
kind of knocked out the news. Dan, I'm going to start with you. Um, what are you playing these days? I know you always knock out the more games than we do. So what, what are you up to? I've been playing basically the same thing you guys have. Um, a lot of Outer Worlds. Finished that. Um, I'm in my second playthrough, about halfway through. I'm going, <laughs> like, like when I play these kinds of games, I, I like to, you know, I'm, my personality forces me to try to be as nice as possible to people and try to find... So you're you know, the opposite of real life? or Yes. Um, <laughs> I try to placate all parties involved. So I try, you know, uh, that's because I want as much, you know, the XP, you know, there's ways to do it. Now I'm realizing while playing through this a second time that not only can I do that, but then immediately afterwards, I can be a complete and total dick <laughs> and then get some more XP because I just intimidated somebody, you know, that I just, you know, basically I fixed their situation. And then I was like, oh, I'm just joking. Now I'm going to punch you in the face, you know, unless you, get, you know, it's, it's, there's so much you can do. There's stuff that I, I thought I did all the side missions. I did not. No, I, you know? I, I heard a story today that two people, uh, what was it? It was, um, oh, on Major Nelson's podcast, him and uh, Jeff Rubenstein were talking about a specific mission mm-hmm. and Major Nelson finished it one way. And Jeff said, I didn't even know that was possible. Like, it, right. it wasn't even in the realm of how he did the mission. Yep. You know, there's so much depth to the way you can complete things in this game. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was yeah, there was one mission similar to that where I, you know, I don't remember seeing this guy, you know, <laughs> before. And then I, you know, now I've gotten like two or three missions from this one dude. Mm. Um, but everything that I had was completed. I finished every side mission that I came across. And now I'm kind of going back and doing the same thing. But now I'm discovering that I missed a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I, I didn't feel like I rushed through it. I feel like I got, you know, all the, you know, the lore. I read all the all the stuff and just, there's a lot to it, man. Yeah, it's and deep. you can do it, you know, several different ways. Um, short of that, I've been playing Modern Warfare, finished that campaign, played uh, some multiplayer with you guys. Uh, a little bit more of Yakuza 3. I think I'm going to try to hammer that out. Um, I don't think that's going to happen before Death Stranding because... This one is dragging a little bit. It's not my normal Yakuza goodiness. And then, of course, Luigi's Mansion 3, which I'll give you guys the review for here in just a little bit. Yeah, so mostly out of worlds. Um, when I'm not playing multiplayer Call of Duty with you guys, I'm playing out of worlds. So, uh, it, to Dan's point, it's very dense. Mm-hmm. There's just, you know, the areas aren't overwhelmingly big, but there's so much to talk and do and find um, that... Uh, I'm doing the review for us, and uh, you know, as we do with our reviews, we we try to be really detailed and and finish. And I'm just trying to really find everything, and you know how I play, so um, putting a lot of time into it. But there's just you just find more and more the more you dig. So um, I'm also experimenting where like I'll do something just to piss someone off and see how the reaction is, and then I'll reload my save. Yeah, you know, I've done that a few like, times. Yeah, just just so I can really kind of experience it and make sure I can give a full breadth of opinion on it. Um, Modern Warfare, a lot of multiplayer, as we talked about, which is awesome. And then I did pick up Luigi's Mansion as well, and I've only got a, I don't know, 90 minutes, two hours into that, but it's it's really cool so far. Mm. Uh, it's just a fun, lighthearted, cool cartoony style and art style. It looks really good uh, for a Switch game. It's just got a, you know, really cool design. Nintendo's really good at that, with that hardware, so um, I think that's about it. 
Nice, nice. Well, I'm playing some of the stuff that you guys are. I finally got an Outer Worlds with all the traveling and everything. I wasn't able to get into it. I'm about two and a half, three hours into it, loving it. Um, it's jumping up to one of my game of the years really fast. Um, Where do you get yeah, into it, man? Yeah. I knew as a Mass Effect fan, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna like it. It just gets better and better. It's it's on top for me. Yeah, right as I was just saying, it's it, it's it's scratching the itch of Mass Effect, which we lost this generation yeah. um even though there's andromeda and then it's also scratching the itch of fallout which we also lost just generation with fallout 76 and fallout 4 i didn't care for fallout 4 so it's kind of crazy how it m sits somewhere in the middle there so I'm, i've kind of fallen in love with it but unfortunately call of duty um people every time i log in within 30 minutes hey you want to play call of duty you know it's right away you want to do that <laughs> by the way you want to so play actually... after we're done recording yeah <laughs> offline mode <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's right. I'm going to have to go offline uh, pretty soon. But um, in all my travels, I did uh, just about wrap up Zelda. Um, so I will have my review up for that this week. Uh, great, fantastic game, and it's crazy how good that fits on a mobile device and not having to have it docked in all the time. So it kind of fits perfectly in there. So been all over the place. Wish I had more time. Unfortunately, I don't. So uh, that's the only games I've played. But Yeah, real quick. Um, so you gave it a... I gave it 8.5. 8.5. By the way... Yeah. We, with the Death Stranding controversies, we went back, the three of us, and we kind of discussed some of our review policy, and it hasn't really changed, but we've just kind of doubled down on our methodologies and thought processes, so our review policy is on the site. You can find it, and, um, you know, check it out, just so you understand how we approach reviews. Yes. So, I've, I've played a couple of Luigi's Mansion. I've never really gotten into it too much. Um, I got into, uh, what was the last one? Dark Moon or something like that. On the DS? Yeah. That was... I played maybe half of that. This one was so much fun. And th like you said, Nintendo knows how to do these. You know, their, their first their party games. Their wheelhouse. Yeah, their wheelhouse, yeah. Um, I was saying, I, since I didn't say this yet, bring it on the entire time I was playing. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that in there, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to. Um, I really had a good time with it. Uh, graphically, it's it's great. Um it's 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 a little bit um, the controls on it are, are a little bit messed up. I don't want to say messed up, but it, it's they're very confusing. Um, there's no inverted, you know, and some people might you know for shame. Yeah, it's pathetic actually. <laughs> That's why you know it got docked. <laughs> but really, um, it, the the controls there's a lot to do, you know, and and. It's a it's a puzzle solving kind of you know side scrolling but also 3D platformer kind of thing. It, it's so so controlling where he uses his little ghost sucker. <laughs> um, it, it can be a little bit uh, uh, difficult at times, and there's times where I just kind of spin around in a circle, and then eventually I get back to the point that I want to get back to. Um, but short of that, you know, it's got a lot to offer. Every level uh, in this mansion uh, is, is different, and which which I really appreciate. And they're very very unique um, in how you you tackle them. Um, several different options as far as uh, you know what kind of you got a plunger you can use. You you've got a, a vacuum that actually sucks and blows. You know, so you find that on Amazon, I hope. Um, and the biggest thing added to this game was Guigi. Um, he's kind of he's kind of your co-op partner. Uh, you can use him uh, simultaneously at times, um, or to get into places where Luigi normally kind of like part of the puzzles. You said right, right? Yeah, he's part of the puzzles. Um, you know, if there's like some bars or something, you know, you can't get through him. You know, he'll kind of 
gelatinous size hidden cell. Is that even a word? Gelatinum. What the hell am I trying no, to say? No, you're good. Keep going. He's trying to get through there. Yeah. Yeah, he can get through there. He can go in a drain, in a <laughs> toilet, kind of go through some pipes. It's very flexy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this review is going sideways. Huh. But, let me just get to the point. It's a very, very good game. It's very, very varied in, um, you know, level design. Um, it's just really fun. That's yeah. what Nintendo does the best. It really does a good job of making its you know first party games uh, fun, enjoyable. Nobody else is gonna is bringing that to the to the table. Um, I would suggest playing it with a pro controller because of the control issues that I had. I did try it on the Switch Lite, um, and normally I don't have an issue with it. I played a lot of uh, Zelda: Link's Awakening on it, and I had no issues. This one, um, it's a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, also, just for if you're going to play it, the right bumper and the right trigger actually do some similar things as the uh, X and A or A and B. Yeah, I saw your I, review. Yeah. I, I figured that out like right away. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why, why? I got like halfway through the game. I'm like, oh man, I could have been doing this the whole time. Mm -hmm. It made it a little bit easier. Uh, with that being said, add inverted controls and, uh, you know, it's a win. Uh, there are some multiplayer uh, uh, aspects of the game. You can do co op. Uh, there's some uh, PVE, uh, I can't remember exactly what they're called, Scream Ride or something like that. Um, and there's some like eight on eight or eight player. Eight player. Yeah. 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 Versus mode. Um, I did not play too much of that, yeah, so I'm not going to comment too much on it, but it looks all right. There's collectibles, which is probably right up your alley. I'm yep. sure you're getting every single one of them. Um, gems and booze. Yep. Already started finding them. He's a, yeah. He's probably got them all by now. <laughs> um, it's a great game. Like I said, 8.5. Uh, go play it if you haven't. Uh, if you got a Switch, go buy it. Feels today. like it's one of the now, now one of the premier exclusives on the Switch. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so it, yep. it's kind of funny because as we're talking about it just being lighthearted and fun, yep. it feels, and we haven't played it, we said that, but it feels almost like the complete opposite of Death Stranding, yes. right? Like, yep. this wasn't going for art, it wasn't going for super meaningful. Even In fact, the first like 20 minutes, you know, it sets up the whole hotel and everything. Yep. I was like, Nintendo just doesn't give a shit about stories, do no, they? They just don't give a shit. Bit. They're the most nonsensical, silly stuff ever. But as soon as you start playing it, it's fun and goofy and just kind of puts a smile on your face. So. Right. I'm, I'm figuring the controls are probably pretty similar to Death Stranding's and the complications and falling over and <laughs> running into stuff like I did. But uh, probably probably more fun. And Luigi's um, animations are hilarious. Yeah. But he's always scared. I know. It's he's funny. always scared. Like, eventually, he's just like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a tough... No, he's always scared. No. He's a big, big puss. So, there it is. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Well, appreciate it. Um, I, I, I'm going to be picking it up pretty soon. I don't have it right away since I have so much else to play that I can't mix it in just yet, but it's right around the corner for me. I think you're going to so, love um, it. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't wait to play it. So... All right, well, Dan, for real this time, <laughs> name that game is yours. Let's let's knock this out. Yeah. So let's see here. What are we doing? Bert's guessing first. Let's roll. All right. Well, you got first, Bert. All right. Sure. Yeah, I'm hosting it up. Let's do it. God, I don't remember if this is right. So I did this today. Um, I meant to do this game earlier, <clears throat> but I did not. Um, you guys should get this. Eventually. All right. It was released in 1998 for the PS1. Hmm. 
That's it. That's a, that's the thing. That's it. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with. I have to be um, super vague. You know, you know how this works. There's not enough information to make ten clues. I'm gonna sometimes. go with. Dude, I'm, please get it. I'm gonna go with vagrant story. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was okay. sad. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with the one we've talked about, Parasite Eve. No, I think it was one of mine, wasn't it? I don't. I don't remember. We've yeah, done more of these so, than you think by now. It's been so long. Yeah. All right, number two. Uh, it was developed by Acquire, uh, who also had a hand in the development of Octopath Traveler. Little known fact. Whoa. Let's go with uh, Lunar Story. Question? No, Lunar Story. Okay, no. Nope. <laughs> That's not right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for one of my clues. Yep. Bone um, friend. Is this is this an RPG? Uh, no. So it's not Lunar Story. Okay. It's not. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Got it. Lunar <laughs> yes. story. Um, okay, three. so ninety-eight. The developer of this game had a part in Octopath Choir. Traveler. Choir. Who would have known? I don't know. Not me. Look at us. Um, Look at us. Hey, <laughs> uh, this is your guess, right? No, I said lunar story. He said lunar story. Shoot. Oh, okay. I thought that was. I thought that was to the first. No, Parasite Eve was my first one. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was, I guess I was thinking hard, so let me think. Um, <laughs> he was stalling. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea towards the end of the PlayStation what it was. Um, oh, you guys played this. So it's not an RPG. You know, we played it. Uh, Duke Nukem. There you go. No. No. Yep. All right, Bert. <clears throat> it was published in Japan by Sony Music Entertainment Japan. In the U.S. and Europe, it was published by Activision. What in the hell? What the hell? Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> what in tarnation? Uh, I have no idea. I'm still going to pass. I, I seriously have nothing. Let's say loaded. Let's see, that was a good guess. No, it wasn't, because no. it's got nothing to do with music. Mm-hmm. Well, neither does this game. <laughs> That's just who published it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say it was, you know, it just it doesn't mean it's All right. Activision. All right. The game spawned eight different sequels. Eight? Um, eight! Can you believe that? Jesus. This is crazy. On various consoles, including, but not limited to, the PSP, the Nintendo DS, the Wii, and the Xbox. Wow, and man. others. Stuff. It's your guess, Hans. Yeah, I know. I'm going to use one of my clues here. Is this a puzzle game? It is not a puzzle game. Okay. Actually, uh, hilarious. Uh, just Dance. No. Is that a puzzle game? I have no idea. I'm just throwing no, names no, out there. Music is throwing you off. Okay. Uh, we have one more clue, right? We can we have ask two each, so. Two. Yeah, you, you, you got one more and okay. you got one more. Is is sure. this a shooter? No. You want me to tell you what, what it is? Hell? Too bad, because that's the next clue. <laughs> All right, not a shooter, not an RPG. Not not um, a puzzle game. Got it. No. Not a puzzle game. Eight sequels. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. Eight sequels? I we had one. Uh... Dragon Quest. No. Doesn't he have an 11? 
Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I know they're on Dragon Quest Eleven, but I'm sure there's more. Yeah, that was a stupid guess, considering you said it's not an RPG. Dang it. (laughs) Okay. That too. You know what it is? Here's the next clue. It's an action-adventure stealth game. Dun-dun-dun. Still my guess, I guess. Yeah. Goes back to me. Yeah. You guessed correctly. Uh, Action-adventure stealth game. So... PS1, 1998. 98. Jesus. Mm. Metal Gear Solid? Oh, thought I was going Kojima. No. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. Clue. That would have been Konami. And this next one's not going to give yeah. you any help either. Hitman. No. Is that on the Wii? That I sweet. don't know. I don't know. All right, next clue. Other studios, uh, including Ubisoft, From Software, and Sega, worked on different iterations of the game. Ah, uh, dang it, sequels. I know what it is. I got it. He's got it. He's got it. Dane's guess, though. I know. It's in the back of my head. Because as soon as you said From Software, because I was looking up their library not that long ago. And it's going to yes. smack me in the face when I hear it. None of those You still got a clue, Haynes. Yeah, no. Uh, Tenshu. Is it? Yeah, it's Tenshu. Yeah. Tenshu! Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> he had it. Pulled the rug out from under him. See, I didn't think you would get him on that one, but that's fantastic. Well, sir, I wasn't joking. I looked up From Software's category catalog of games recently. Because remember when they revealed Sekiro, everyone thought it was Tenshu. Funny enough, here's the rest of the clues. The title of the game translates into Divine Retribution in Japanese. Due to a ban on shuriken uh, throwing stars in Europe, these weapons were replaced by throwing knives in that release. Hmm. Uh, Sekiro was initially conceived as a new game in this series, and it takes place in 16th century feudal Japan. Eight sequels? It's got eight different sequels. I mean, it may not be like a, necessarily a sequel. Eight different see, games. Uh, I didn't see. know Tenchu. It's sequels. Sequels a broad word there. It's a broad word. <laughs> this is there yeah, to I was about to off. say I don't remember Tenchu getting eight sequels. Look but it up. Dang. Wikipedia. Okay. It's got eight different... <laughs> I think he means iterations. Iterations. I said iterations in one go. of the clues. <laughs> I had to be extraordinarily vague because I knew you guys would get this game. Regardless. Classic game. I know people really want to see it come back. Yeah. That's not secure or yeah. hard. That'd be awesome. Hmm. Or bad. Or bad. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you. Name that game. Way to go, Ains. Congratulations. Right, so. well, um, that does kick us off to the end of our BitCast 79. So we've got a lot of stuff coming for you. We did mention a few things that are coming this week. So we have the Call of Duty Modern Warfare multiplayer review coming. We have the Elite unboxing slash review and comparison. So it's going to be almost three things in one. Um, got it today. We'll be going through it and filming it probably tomorrow afternoon. And it will be up no later than 8 o'clock Wednesday morning. So if you're looking forward to that. Speaking of wheelhouses. We did uh, I'm excited for this one. right. We did Ains's game tour video this past weekend. So if you haven't seen that, go ahead and uh, go on over to our YouTube channel and you can see uh, Ains's game room tour. I wouldn't even call it a game room. It's like a game floor, maybe? Game den? Uh, game, it's a game den. 
game. Let me just say it's area. very, very weird showing all my stuff on YouTube. It's awkward <laughs> feeling. Yeah. We have yep. a thumbnail that yep. was not used showing more stuff. But um, <laughs> um, maybe one day in like the cutscenes, yep. we'll, we'll go back and check that stuff out. Yep. Um, and lastly, uh, we should have uh, Zelda's uh, Link Awakening review up this week. So I'm aiming for Friday on that one. If you're looking forward to that one, I mean, there's been tons of reviews out coming a little bit late. But as we know, we like to play through our games as much as possible to give a full review. So that'll be out this week. Outer Worlds as well. Anything else you guys want to mention? Yeah, Outer Worlds as well. Yeah, Outer Worlds as well. And then, Dan, you've also uh, you've been playing with xCloud quite a bit. Yeah. In fact, uh, he brought it over, and uh, I played Gears for a few minutes before we filmed tonight. And uh, yeah, goddamn, right. it's impressive. It is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I'm having some issues here and there, but um, I will be. Uh, I, I'm debating whether or not I'm going to do a written article, but I might do like a you know, SG goes on to the, on, on the road and uh, drive around Kansas City, different <laughs> places, and uh, kind of test it out. That'd be cool. Yeah, might do something. It might be a little short video, but it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be nice. doing that, and then uh, that's it for now, I think. And then the Death Stranding review in three years. So. <laughs> Whenever that comes out, it comes out. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you haven't liked, make sure to like and subscribe. Have a great rest of the week, everyone.